0: BP Nation, what's going on guys? We are back on the podcast and this week Ash and I are sitting down to bring you an awesome conversation revolving around protein and protein supplementation. We get a ton of questions from clients and our audience around protein and protein supplementation, so we're going to dive into the benefits of protein, why you need it in your diet the various types of protein that are out there when we're talking about protein supplementation, as well as branched-chain amino acids or BCAAs and the benefits or lack thereof that those supplements may offer you. So we're really just going to ensure that you have a wealth of knowledge surrounding these pieces so that you can apply them to your individual health and fitness journey. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode number 96, and Ash and I are back together. The dream team, the dynamic (laughs) duo, partners in crime, peas in a pod, peanut butter and jelly. What are some of their combos?
1: We say pizza with peppers. Pizza and peppers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got it. We are back together, and today we are talking about what, Ash?
1: Protein supplementation.
0: O-M-G.
1: Everything you have to know.
0: Everything you have to know about protein. But before we get into that, uh, we'll give you a quick update and rundown of what's going on in our life, in the business, just like we usually do. Uh, there isn't much of one.
1: <laughs> well, this will come out Tuesday. So we have officially launched Evolve, ah, our 90-day yes. group coaching That of is course. true.
0: Yes, we've officially launched Evolve. I was talking more about our real life. Oh. Not a ton going on business. in real life. And both, like yeah. we usually do. Yeah. Real life, not a lot. We thought Koda had a little scare there. He had something weird between his shoulder blades, but it's disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> so still super weird that it's just disappearing. But uh, other than that, nothing really going on there. Football no. season's back, which is exciting. Yes. Uh, but yeah, but the business, like you said, Evolve has launched. Mm-hmm. It is rolling. It uh is. We're super excited for that. And... Hopefully in the next week or so, I'm going to start uh, thinking about the fall apparel. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really it. Sorry, we don't have too much to catch you up on there. But let's uh, let's dive into the episode here, Ash. I'm going to kind of let you take the lead and I'll just chime in when you let me since you're the boss.
1: Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was that. reading my notes, so no, not yeah. <laughs> I love how you
0: just agreed. Yep, I'm the boss. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Ash. Take it away.
1: Um, so what I was thinking of saying when you called me the boss and I agreed with you was that this topic was actually inspired by one of my one-on-one nutrition clients. She basically loves protein, like protein powders, loves trying anything new, like protein, which is, I just... It's like n- not common. A lot of my cl- like a lot of people come to us like under eating protein. Well, and- especially women. Yeah, she's definitely not doing that, which is awesome to see. But she asked me a ton of questions last week or the week before about protein supplementation, and I was like, "We're gonna do this. We're gonna make it a podcast podcast episode because I guarantee you're not the only one that has these questions."
0: Truth. So hashtag preach.
1: Um, with protein supplementation. Unfortunately, it is not some like magic pill. It's not a magic powder. <laughs> it doesn't drastically change your life. Basically, the main reason to use protein powder is to literally help you hit your protein
0: goals. Mm, okay. And so that said, if it's not a magic powder, but I can use it to help me achieve my goals like Are we going to get into, and maybe this is where you're going next, like how much protein I should be consuming?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. So it's just typically around 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight. So I weigh around 140 pounds. I aim to have about- What's 0.8 of that? I don't know. (laughs) I have 140 (laughs) grams of protein. I eat one gram per pound.
0: I know I asked you that. No on one purpose. needs
1: point 8. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I asked you that on purpose. I know. I know you did. Um slash can you hear my computer right now? It's like about to take off again.
0: That's concerning.
1: I know. I have no idea why, but Everyone
0: out there let us know. Ash has a Mac, a MacBook Air. It's not even 2 years old. Yeah. Or is it just 2 years old? Maybe
1: just. I got it in Florida.
0: And she is one of those people that likes to have 27,000 tabs open. But I
1: don't right now. You see it. But
0: she doesn't now but it sounds like an airplane about to take off on the runway. Yeah. Hit us up, you tech, tech people.
1: Yeah, but anyways, okay, so I eat 140 grams of protein.
0: Are you saying I eat or I eat? I eat. <laughs> oh, okay, I got it.
1: <laughs> um, So why don't, do you want to talk a little bit about like why why we need protein?
0: Uh, Yeah, sure, put me on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some <laughs> of the main reasons that we need protein, number one, that's what actually like synthesizes. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to put this. Synthesizes like muscle protein. Um, it synthesizes skeletal and connective tissues. And what I mean by synthesize is just like rebuilds, mm-hmm. or build. Or is the, you know, the amino acids found in protein are the building blocks of these tissues. Uh, helps synthesize like neurotransmitters, enzymes, uh, immune chemicals, and it also helps transport other kinds of proteins. So uh, that sounded really scientificy and really geeky, but just know that amino acids, which are found in proteins, are the building blocks of skeletal tissue and other tissues associated with it. And so that's why you need to be consuming protein to rebuild the musculature that you're breaking down when you're training.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely very important. Whether you're training or not training, to be honest.
0: True, but when you're training, you definitely need a little bit more.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Resistance training.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You're correct. Um, And so some of the positives, like getting into protein supplementation specifically, some of the positives of protein powders, are: it's extremely convenient. It is extremely easy to carry around with you. It's portability. It's also very, his high digestibility. Is that the right way to say that?
0: I honestly have no idea, but yeah, it's easily digestible.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then lastly, kind of like you just mentioned, it's an easy way, or we talked about before, it's an easy way to increase protein if you aren't necessarily hungry. Yeah, for Um, sure. Anything else there?
0: I was just going to add for portability, because you had mentioned that. I have gotten stopped multiple times and TSA for taking vanilla protein powder through. True. Chocolate not so much cuz they take it out of the bag and they s- clearly see that it's protein. Yeah. But the white stuff they always <laughs> they question. But don't worry. They don't take it from you. They realize it's protein. They test it. They they let you go.
1: Yeah, definitely still worth bringing it.
0: Yeah. I usually put it in a bag and literally label it protein powder cuz sometimes TSA are a little slow.
1: <laughs> um no, that that's a very good good tip or advice <laughs> <laughs> i don't know my my computer is distracting me it i know keeps i can tell louder. focus here i know sorry um what else was i gonna ask okay so why don't we talk about like w- why why you might find it helpful to use protein powder or yeah. protein supplementation uh,
0: well we touched on this multiple times already but one if you're finding it difficult to hit the amount of protein that you are need to be consuming, this is a great way to bump that up because when you're just taking pure protein powder, like hydrolyzed whey protein, and you're drinking it with water or milk or you know if you're a weirdo and mix it with orange juice or something, Ew. it's not going to fill you up to the point where something like actual animal products would or a full meal because you're not getting all of the other macronutrients that are associated with it or any of the fiber that's associated with things like the vegetables in the starch that you're eating. Um, Also, if you aren't able to cook or prep meals as often as you'd like, this can assist with that as well. Now, we're not saying to replace your meals with protein shakes, even if they're meal replacement protein shakes, because then again, you're missing out on micronutrients, additional macronutrients. You're missing out on uh, all of the things that are really the beneficial pieces associated with animal products and protein. So make sure that you're eating True protein sources and not replacing them all with powders, uh, but it can help. It can be an aid to that. Uh, if you're someone who's constantly on the go, again, very similar concept. Then this is great to have around as a quick snack or just something to make sure make sure you're staying satiated throughout the day or hitting those protein goals. Uh, if you don't have access to a kitchen, maybe you're at a hotel or you're camping or something like that, to where you need something quick. You need to be able to replace a meal um, in those one-off circumstances and that's an option if you love uh, if you love smoothies that's another option because you can again get all of the stuff that we were just talking about micronutrients fiber uh, additional macronutrients from fruits and veggies that you're putting in the smoothie plus uh, maybe you're putting yogurt in there so there's some additional protein and then you're adding this protein powder so it's going to create more of a complete meal and then lastly um, you don't have to like sit down you don't have time to sit down for a meal right like if you are really in a rush you're on the go uh having a protein shake having some additional food with it like some fruits or some vegetables is a much better option than going through the drive-thru
1: yeah i found that to be really helpful with like shift workers so for people that don't necessarily get breaks throughout their day they're on their feet the entire day a protein shake can be so easy i know this is odd but like you can literally run to the bathroom and drink a protein shake if you're like in that much of a need to have a meal but you can your just run busy. somewhere else you don't have to run to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. to drink it
0: that's a little weird like maybe you go to the cafeteria or walk outside but
1: sometimes you like you have to be alone not to drink protein powder, but like, <laughs> what
0: do you do with your protein powder? That's what I want to know. Shut up, <laughs> guys! We don't go to our own bathrooms and drink our protein powder. Just FYI, I'm saying if I have you need alone time, time as well. She has drank it in front of me.
1: Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about timing now. So, basically. Again, there's no like magic formula, magic answer of when you should be drinking or having protein uh, protein or protein supplementation. The most important factor is just the amount of protein that you are consistently eating like over the course of the day. A general guideline when it comes to protein supplementation is typically 20 to 40 grams, which is usually just like one, one scoop. And... Like you said, D, most of our protein is coming from Whole Foods.
0: That yeah, for sure. Key. Yeah, so essentially, you're just reinforcing the point that hey, can't be having seven protein shakes a day. You're yes. probably having. I one. mean, you
1: can, but your stomach is probably gonna. You're gonna you. be shitting a lot. Y- yeah. <laughs> or like feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> but I
0: think one thing I do want to add with timing you know, we're talking about it's, it boils down to the amount of protein you're eating across the entire day. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this on other episodes before we've made Instagram posts about it. Uh, and I'm sure someone listening to this now would hear us say that and say, wait, 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 what about like the anabolic window? What about right after I work out? Don't I need to have protein within 30 minutes or 45 minutes? Uh, no, you just need to have adequate amounts of protein in a window that surrounds your training of like four to six hours. So maybe eat a complete meal two hours before, a complete meal two hours after, or somewhere in that range. And boom, you've taken care of the protein that you need, that you need surrounding your training. And then you need to continue eating it throughout the rest of your day.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Um, So now let's dive into kind of the types. There are so many different types, but the ones that I wanted to touch on were some of the most common ones. So... I'm sure you've heard of whey protein, casein. Both of those are milk-based. There's collagen, which is animal-derived, pea and rice protein, which are both plant-based. Mm. For 99% of people, it doesn't matter what type of protein powder you choose. Basically, just choose the one that tastes the best and that you can consistently consume. As l- Again, as long as you're not having any digestive issues from it, it, it really doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Even if you get into like, you want to get nitpicky and say, well, what about casein? I thought it's supposed to be a slower digesting protein. And it is, but is it to the point where for the general public, it's going to make a huge difference if you ingest casein protein versus whey protein at different times of the day? Not really. You know, you don't need casein protein. You can just have like hydrolyzed whey protein. That's going to be fine. But I just want to clarify that a lot of people get hung up on, oh, I need to drink casein protein powder at night because it's going to digest slower and keep me full through through my sleep and all this other crap. That's for few and far between. Those are outlying circumstances that don't apply to you.
1: That's what I was just going to say. You brought up a really good point. We didn't really say this at the beginning, but we are speaking to the general public. When it comes to if you are an elite athlete, Or just an anomaly, I don't know. Like, yes, we want to get a little bit more specific on types and timing, but...
0: Also, and this is biased, but I've I've tasted like pea protein, rice protein. They're disgusting. That's what I mean. If your body can handle whey, like if your digestive system can handle whey, milk-based protein, or dairy-based protein, I should say, then yes, drink that because it tastes hell of a lot better.
1: Yeah, which I... uh, kind of a side note i you know this but i just got the cinnamon cookie batter vegan protein from first form Mm -hmm. um and that's the first vegan protein i've ever tried i tried it at karen and thorns that's why i bought it because it was so good with almond milk not good in in a coffee yeah i've tried it like three weeks yeah i'm
0: not saying those things are not complete sources of protein or anything like that i'm just saying they taste like shit at least in our opinion
1: yeah i I know a lot of people that are not a lot i know some people that do like it but yeah i just know
0: some people be like "Well, i am a vegan and i refuse to drink whey." okay i'm not saying you have to do that yeah like (laughs) i'm just saying i think it tastes like shit
1: yeah um so now let's get kind of into the processing types so their protein powders are created through various processing methods the three are going to be protein concentrates concentrates i can't concentrates. say that word concentrates mm, interesting <laughs> concentrates isolate isolates oh my gosh why do i want to turn it into an eye it's an i A. don't know
0: do you need me to to take <laughs> over?
1: Isolates, and oh gosh hydrolysates there we go i've never
0: even heard of that because
1: it's not it's very uncommon mm. but so i'm gonna kind of discuss what each one tell. go for it so concentrates Think of this as it's the least processed. It typically contains about 70 to 80 percent of protein where isolates there they have that additional filtration process. So it does reduce the amount of carbs and fats in the protein powder and it contains about 90 percent or more of actual protein. And I, then I yeah. was
0: gonna just chime in there. One thing, I think we have this like negative connotation with processed, right? Like processed foods are bad, quote unquote. With, with protein, when we're discussing this, isolate proteins are not bad because they went through additional processing. They're, I mean, truly, all of this is processed. We're making artificial protein, right? We're making artificial sources of protein from animal-based products when you're talking about whey proteins. So don't go up to your best friend, Sally, and be like, hey, I heard that isolates are more processed, so you (laughs) should only go with concentrates. No, that's not the case. Isolates just have greater amounts of protein per serving, and they have less of the other macronutrients like you discussed.
1: Absolutely. There's like a time and place for each one. And then uh, what you said you're not familiar with the hydrolysates, it's because they're very uncommon. They have that additional processing, making it even more easily digested and absorbed. And it is usually... Not usually. It is more expensive because it undergoes that processing. Yeah, so
0: you're basically just wasting your money.
1: Yes. I, I, I honestly, I don't even know of a brand. I'm
0: sure you could find plenty of brands that offer it, but yeah. it's going to be like it's that $85 jug world. for two and a half pounds that you don't need to buy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I wanted to dive a little bit into BCAAs because mm. this is a hot topic. Mm-hmm. So what do BCAAs stand for?
0: That stands for branch chain amino acids. Yes. I heard, so, do, have you ever heard anybody call it BCAAs? Yes. Yeah, I think that's weird when people say that. It's yeah, not BCAAs. I probably it's used to BCAAs. do
1: that before I met you, to be honest. B, you I don't would. Know. I don't know. You
0: would. Anyway, uh, branch chain amino acids BC BCAAs, this is the building blocks of protein. Yes. Right?
1: So why don't you talk a little bit about amino acids, like how many there are, what types they are?
0: Yeah. So. I think and you can correct me if I'm wrong I think there's over or around 20 different types of amino acids and they're divided and maybe it is 20 right on uh, right on the nose someone can fact check me there but they're divided into three categories right the first is or the first are essential amino acids now there's nine of these and those are the ones that are going to be uh that you'll hear most about when we're talking about supplementation then you've got conditionally essential amino acids and then lastly you've got non essential amino acids now our bodies make some of these right these are the non essential amino acids but they ha- so let me let me think how I'm going to phrase this these non essential amino acids we have to get them from I'm getting my words backwards here. Ash can correct me on this. We have to get our essential amino acids from food. There we go. Got to gotta get myself straight here. So we can get our essential amino acids. We have to get those from foods because the non-essentials, those are produced in the body. There we go. We got it straight. Now, with BCAAs, there are a subgroup of essential amino acids that are isoleucine, leucine, and valine. And of those three leucine is the most researched, right? So leucine is the amino acid that stimulates muscle protein synthesis, uh, which is when muscle cells assemble into amino acids and build protein. Now, moving on from that, those four conditionally essential amino acids that we discussed, these are the ones that our body can make but not in all circumstances. So for example, uh, your body might have a harder time making adequate adequate amounts of these conditional essential amino acids when you're sick uh, or after intense athletic training or intense training whatsoever. So that's where those come into play. Now, when we're talking about amino acids, a lot of times what you'll hear is people supplementing BCAAs. They'll have some kind of powder. They'll supplement their BCAAs either intra workout or post workout, sometimes even pre workout. But in most cases, those aren't effective and it's really just wasting your money Mm -hmm. or investing money in things that you don't need to. You're drinking really expensive water. Reason number one is leucine can't build muscle without additional amino acids present. So to build actually synthesize muscle tissue and rebuild that tissue that you're you're breaking down during training you need all of the amino acids present not just one versus the other or a couple and then having a few missing you need them all reason number two is that leucine turns muscle like increases muscle protein s- synthesis can't talk but only to a point only to a certain point right about 0.5 grams of leucine Initiates muscle protein synthesis, and the max is going to be somewhere around two to three grams. Okay, the last reason that these BCAAs, you still with me, Ash? You still tracking? I I am. (laughs) The last reason that these BCAAs are a waste of money is that they don't, it doesn't just work in terms of like I drink them and it goes straight from my mouth to my muscles, right? It's not synthesized and metabolized in that way. They first have to be digested, so making their way through your digestive system and then into the bloodstream. And then the amino acids actually compete with one another to enter, let's call them, like doorways, which are actually called transport proteins or transporters to get into the bloodstream, right? So at that point, these specific transporters only allow specific types of amino acids to come in so not only are they competing to get there but they're only allowing specific types to enter and like
1: a puzzle they have to match up
0: exactly they have to match up so if the amino acid matches up with the transporter it'll go into the bloodstream now if you flood your digestive system or your gi tract with single amino acids from a supplement let's say the supplement's primarily leucine these transporters, these doors, these pieces of the puzzle that accept leucine, they get backed up. They're not going to be able to process all of the the amino acid that you're consuming, that specific amino acid. So instead of your bloodstream being filled with that specific amino acid, it really just ends up being excreted through your urine. So you're literally just pissing out all of the powder, all of the amino acids, the BCAAs that you're consuming. Through your urine, so literally you're pissing away your money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, anything else to add there?
1: Uh, no, I think the only thing I guess. So <laughs> I said no, but yes, the only thing to add would be, um, at what you just said, like after the bloodstream, they still have to find their way into your muscles, and again. Unfortunately, many don't, and that's because leucine can only get into your muscle cell if another amino acid called glutamine happens to be leaving the muscle at that same time. So if you have a ton of leucine but not enough glutamine, leucine either can't get into the muscle cell at all or it does but very, very slowly. So there is a lot of things going on. I know a lot of that was like sciency or we like geeked out on you for a second there, but it was only to show, like explain and help you understand like, oh, okay. BCAAs probably not worth it.
0: Yeah. Cause they're also expensive supplements. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely.
0: All right. So we just, let's take a minute and summarize everything we just said before we close things out here. Cause it's going to be a shorter episode, right? Yeah. So first and foremost, like your number one priority should be making sure that you're eating enough protein throughout the entire course of the day. Anywhere from 0.8 to 1.0 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Now, again, that's a general recommendation. If you're a elite athlete, or you're training at high volumes, you probably need a little more. If you're not, you probably need to be on the lower end of that spectrum. But that's the general recommendation. I still
1: and, don't like to take people below eight, gra- point .8 grams.
0: Yeah, I probably. I'm not saying go below. Oh, I'm okay. saying being at the bottom of the spectrum. Yes. Uh, then, in terms of getting your getting enough protein, we want to rely primarily on whole foods because we're going to get additional micronutrients which are your vitamins and minerals as well as macronutrients and it's also or where did i want to go with that so the protein supplementation is just that a supplement in addition to the whole food sources that you're consuming Uh, if you want to supplement protein powder or bcaas let's focus more on the bcaas you need to be supplementing the essential amino acids because our body produces the non-essential amino acids. Now, if you're consuming enough whole protein sources, meaning like actual real food, animal product, or even you know vegan, vegetarian-based protein sources, then you do not need to be supplementing with BCAAs in any way. Mm -hmm. If you're eating adequate amount of real protein, you're going to get plenty of Of BCAAs through that consumption Mm -hmm. Uh, What else What else did we say Ash I mean really just Like what
1: you said The the number one source that's going to be From whole foods So things like yogurt, chicken, beans Etc And then if you do want to Supplement with protein The number two source has been Shown to be A whey protein isolate As long as your stomach can handle it Uh, that contains the most leucine and essential amino acids per scoop boom so if anything go re-listen to the last two minutes of this episode because that is basically the main takeaways that's the
0: gist that's what you need to know yep love it okay anything else to add with protein
1: No, that's it.
0: All right. Hopefully you guys were able to take something away from that and be able to apply that to your individual health and fitness journey. If you have any other questions about protein, protein supplementation, BCAAs, the the science behind all that because we can geek out with you privately but we don't need to do it across the entire episode we're more than happy to chat about that you can send us a dm or shoot us an email whatever is easiest for you and we're more than happy to dive into detail but as always we appreciate you tuning in and we will see you next week bye y'all hey guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week ash and i just want to take a moment to express our gratitude and appreciation for you we could not continue to show up week in and week out on this platform if it were not for your support so as a token of your appreciation please head over to apple podcast or spotify wherever you listen to your podcast at and leave a five-star rating leave a review that is how we reach more people and change more lives through this platform If you haven't done so already, make sure that you are subscribed or follow us across all of our other platforms. That includes Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I'm trying to think what else we got. YouTube, right? We've got it all. Make sure that you are subscribed or following those channels to get all of the information surrounding fitness, nutrition, health, and of course, mindset. We appreciate you so much. We hope to see you again next week here on this channel because... We have some fire episodes coming up here in the near future. As always, we appreciate you, we thank you, and we will see you next week.